Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Podcast. It is Friday, September 29th, almost the end of September. This is episode 31. I am Matt Roy, joined today by David Chancellor. <laughs> awkward wave. Yes, very awkward. <laughs> how are your how are your shows this morning? Knocked them out of the park. <laughs> Thanks to some great producing. Not by me. Thanks to some great weather forecasting not by me uh you had nothing to do with it i had nothing to do with it man i was just along for the ride uh some incredibly talented women uh putting together these shows Uh, i was just lucky to have my name attached as always we're riding the coattails of very talented women yes and and i will gladly do so absolutely (laughs) uh number 31 so episode 31 number 31 the names i thought of first were john lester for me just because i'm a red sox fan he was you know the whole whole battle with cancer came back helped win world series and stuff like that so 31 is like that one i didn't really come up with a lot of good football numbers that's not really a football i think i think there was a cowboy named benny barnes i think benny barnes was number 31 this is uh late 70s early 80s um the only other 31 i could come up with was uh malik rose here in san antonio Okay, see, so you get, um, you're getting cowboys and local guys. I just I thought of Reggie Miller was another one I thought of. Well, that that he might be the most famous. He yes. might be the 31. I mean, I, I think, mean, yeah, 31 is not a number that you have like Michael Jordan or Here, Magic Johnson on. Here's a so. weird thing. So Reggie is, I mean, long before Steph Curry, right? Reggie and Bird, probably the two greatest shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. I never, if you asked me, you know, who's your top 10, who's your top 20, who's your top 30, I don't know where Reggie Miller would fall in, but I probably would have to be prompted to put his name down just because I never think of him. Which is wild because he played for so long he in did. the league and he played in so many huge games in the Eastern Conference. But it's that whole thing, and I, I hate being this cliche, but the fact that he didn't win a ring, it's like, ah. Uh, how good was he? He was great. He was great. He was great. Yeah. And the old joke was always, but he wasn't as good as his sister. He, I mean, he might Which not Which I don't even know if that's a joke. I don't think it's a joke, actually. I think Cheryl Miller was fantastic. For, for somebody who's like, well, what are you talking about? Google Cheryl Miller. Yeah, she was a beast. Lady could ball. Yeah, absolutely. She. I mean, she, they made each other better. You know, iron sharpens iron. But uh, Greg Maddox and Mike Piazza are two other names. Oh, I there you up. go. So Mike Piazza might be the one just because, and, I mean, can't go wrong with Greg Maddox. So, uh, huge show that we got today. We're talking Cowboys. Obviously, they try and rebound uh, from their loss to the Cardinals. And I have a little uh, guest on the podcast, not so little, but a guest on the podcast today, Jer- Jerome Bettis. Uh, I was nice. able to sit down with him on Wednesday, future Hall of, or the current Hall of Famer. Um, 
kind of talked to him a little bit and usually when you get offered an interview with a hall of famer you just you don't say no so i i know he's i know he's a stealer in cowboys country but you know still he cool he's awesome yeah he's awesome he's uh speaking on behalf of AirServe. so talked a little bit about his company supporting but talked a lot about the cowboys and some topics we're going to get into okay so um it was nice to talk to the bus we'll get that interview in but first we got to talk about the uh new saga in the nfl nfl taylor's version it's the saga it's the saga are your daughter and uh, Aubrey, are they Swifties? There are. They are. My daughter. It, what's weird uh, with my daughter, my daughter, by the way, is 12. So four or five years ago, when she s- just started to really start listening to music, like, she was huge. I mean, everything, every time it came on and she would sing it and it was cute and all that kind of stuff. Not that it's not cute now. But I thought there was a little period where she was like, oh, it's not cool anymore. Like, she was listening to rap and all kinds of things. And, you know, I'm always like, you know, I always ask my kids, by the way, I'm like, can we not listen to a little hair band, 80s hair band music? (laughs) I mean, can we get a, you know, and they, they, we, we fight all the time about rappers. I'm like, do you guys listen to Eminem? No. You listen to Tupac? No. Do you listen to Biggie? No. Then you're not listening to rap. You're not listening to, don't give me a little don't give me a little. I, I'm not listening to a Moss. rapper with a little in their name. I don't need that. L I L. But once again, we got off topic. I, but I so I didn't know that she was a fan. And then when she started touring, um, my wife started making plans to go, and I realized, oh, it had never gone away. She was just talking about other artists more, but like she was still number one, you know, Taylor Swift fan. So to answer your question, yeah, yeah, they're they're <laughs> huge. They're huge into so it. So how invested in in like this saga are they? Are they more invested in like the NFL now because Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey allegedly? No, uh, no. Or but, do you think they will be as it continues to progress? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> they have no interest in Travis Kelsey. Although my wife wanted to tell me all about. You know, the fact that she knew it was my wife and my mother-in-law actually wanted to tell me how they know about Jason Kelsey and (laughs) the mom and all of that. But Aubrey sent me a meme and it's going around. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but it's or it's a it's a video where a guy comes home. He's in a, a military uniform. He's coming home from work and his wife is bombarding him with all of this Travis Kelsey knowledge right? <laughs> and how Taylor Swift made Travis Kelsey. And, so you know, funny. and the guy's like, uh, he's rolling his eyes and all that. All that said, I mean, dude, let's not be Neanderthals here. I mean, Taylor Swift is, she makes anybody. Yeah. She's the most, I actually had this conversation the other night at dinner. Is she one, is she? One of the most five famous people on planet Earth. So, yes. Do you want to do it? You want? To, let, yeah, let's let, go through five. Let's let's go through five. Um, I mean, no no order here. No order. I, I think the Pope is yeah. is probably. I think Obama is probably up there. Okay. Did I just steal one of your no, one I of was, your five? No, I was because my brain instantly goes to sports figures. Right. So I think like Messi. I, I mean, my son threw out Messi, so or I think. Ronaldo. I mean, one of them. Yeah. Say, 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 a soccer player. Say one of Messi them. Messi or Ronaldo. Does yeah. LeBron or Jordan crack that list? I would say. Le- 
I would say Jordan was still probably more recognizable worldwide than LeBron is. So who do we have so far? We have the Pope. We have a soccer player. Yeah. We have Jordan. Yeah. And we have we, we put, we put, Ob- we put Ob- Obama. I don't know. Do you put do you I put mean, Trump? Is that well? I don't know. Is there a is there a artist that is more recognizable? Maybe the, like Beyonce. The only one would I think would 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 be Beyonce. But right now it's like so. Anyway, point is, I mean, if she's not top five, man, she's top eight. Well, yeah, she's the she's that recognizable person worldwide like michael jackson used to be like yeah. she's on that level of fame yes. especially after this tour which is gross like five billion dollars yes like it's an ungodly amount of money and she would dwarf any person that she came into contact with anyway yeah like, any person she's dating is less famous than her unless she's dating Lionel Messi. <laughs> like <laughs> like any person Here's in the Taylor world swift and the pope uh, yeah like, they're, they're, they're on par that's the only person that she would not make more famous but it isn't it odd like as great as travis kelsey is for football dudes yeah. right He's nothing in the world of famous. Yeah, he's like a hundred times. He plays less in the famous. middle of the country. Yeah, like sorry, Kansas City. So listen, <laughs> my uncle, my Uncle Mike lives there. Shout out to Uncle Mike. Shout out Jordan. Her uh, whole family lives there. I, they're great. I love them. But like, I mean, it's it's. She's not dating him. She's right. not dating Mahomes. He's. No, she's not dating him. He's dating her apparently for the for the clout. <laughs> oh, is that the? Uh, I but I'm man, I'm here for it, and and I guess uh, as we do this right now, the the buzz is that she's supposed to be there Sunday night. And- so I told, so I texted Don. So Don's our our you know everyone knows Don. Um, he's doing. He sports- was number six on the top five. Most yeah, he's list. Se- yeah, maybe seven, but <laughs> Chuck's number seven. Um, so they're doing uh, Sunday Night Football leads into News 4, obviously. Yeah. And I texted Don, and I was like, you guys are going to have the biggest lead-in of Ever. all time Ever. on Sunday Night Football because every single Swifty is going to be watching the Sunday Night Football game. I'm sorry you have to be exposed to Zach Wilson, but <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be watching a blowout and just hoping for glimpses of Taylor Swift. The idea that the ticket sales went up by 40% because – she might be there. Like, why are you buying it? This is where I. Uh, this is where I'm like, I don't understand this. If I'm a Swifty, why am I buying a ticket to a football game? I have no interest in in going to just on the hopes that I might see a glimpse of her up in a box with a pair of binoculars. It went. I think that I saw it earlier this week. The ticket went from the lowest price ticket went from eighty three dollars to one hundred and seventeen dollars. So that's what a thirty. Four dollar difference, yeah. Just because she was gonna maybe be there. There's, I mean, if we're being honest, there, you know, we lost all reason to really watch. It's gonna be an awful game. Oh, it's gonna be horrible. But, and but she's well. So was the Bears game, right? And it and it was the highest watched game of the season so right. far because it was because just because she was there, thirty or I think it was twenty three point four million people watched a forty one to ten game that was forty one to three at one point. Yeah. Because Taylor Swift was in the box. Look, I'm here for it. I, I like this kind of stuff. I like, uh, in all seriousness, I like hype and fun. And um, I, I don't, I don't need to act like a week three football game in the NFL is the end all be all. It's not. Like it's just not. It's entertainment. That that's what I think. Some of you dudes that are like, you know, just totally. Uh, 
looking down on, for yeah. lack of better terms. Um, it it's lighten up. All the people that are like, "Give me back to the game. I don't care." It's like, just get over. For it. what? What do you want to go back and see? Yeah, like more they, football? They did show her an ungodly amount on yeah broadcast, broadcast. I will say that maybe it was a tad overdone. I did think it was pretty cool that she. So I, the two things that I saw. Uh, I don't know if they were on the broadcast or if they were just internet things. The the two coolest things that I saw with her that day were a video of Mahomes with Kelsey on the sidelines turning and waving. waving. <laughs> so I assumed that's who he was waving to. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, otherwise he was waving at Travis's mom. Uh, and number two, which it, he should, you know, of course, Donna Kelsey is mom the star first, that all of us need. Did, couldn't remember that her name was Donna. Um, and then the the second thing I thought was really cool was the fact that she was picking up all the stuff, you know, picking up cups and things. And, again, the haters are going to say, dude, what do you think? Like, you know, she's a human being. She can't pick up her own stuff. Yes, I think she can pick up her own stuff. Do I think she needs to? I think there's probably people on her payroll that do pick up all of her yeah. stuff. But I thought it was super cool. There was a couple of things that from that game and this week that I thought were really, really funny. The fact that everyone thought she left that booth in a popcorn machine oh, so stupid. Was like what are you guys doing she didn't leave in a popcorn thing like just she stop. wants to be seen she, yeah she no i don't know if she wants to be seen but there was enough people outside of that of, mm. outside of that box that would have seen her if she did leave so i mean i guess they might have a theory but there's probably a back door guys like get get over yourself sure um and the second thing was all the swifties that don't know football coming out and like People explaining what football is to them, like on the New Heights podcast with Travis and Jason, they took like the no dumb questions and people are asking what a down is. Oh, they're trying to explain too. what a down is. And they're like, it's a it's a down. Like, I don't I don't know how to explain yes. this to you. It's a tr it's a try. It's an attempt. It's like having it's like <laughs> sitting next to somebody who doesn't know at the Super Bowl. And that happens every year. My wife always comes up with and she knows football, but it's always an interesting observation from somebody who doesn't just take everything for face value. I mean, we do like, I do the same thing with soccer. Yeah. Like I come up with the most brilliant <laughs> questions about soccer and a soccer fans like, Oh my God, stop dude. Just take the game. <laughs> to be honest, that's how I am with hockey. I'm hockey a, too. I'm not a hockey guy. Like yeah. I like I like watching it if you're in the stadium. I like watching the fights. <laughs> uh, just give me the goals and the fights. Goals and fights. It's, it's a great TikTok sport. <laughs> just bing bang bang. Let's go. Exactly. Um, so overall, I think that I think that Taylor dating Travis is probably really good for the NFL yeah. and as a whole, just because you're getting a whole new audience. Yeah. It I'll sucks that they're being exposed to Justin Fields and Zach Wilson right off the bat. But maybe maybe eventually if they stick around for a couple of games, they'll see a good one. Well, so there's the there's the question. Um so so how long we got? I don't know. The the Chiefs play uh the Broncos in two weeks, so that's gonna be a horrible. And then they play the Broncos again two weeks after that. So, oh, it's not going that long. No, it's not going. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's not oh, going that long. What oh, do you mean, Matt? No, 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 no. So, my wife and I had a bet um, <laughs> and, that we made it uh, on Monday night. I said it would go two more weeks. She said it would go till my son's birthday, which is November third. So, she's got a full month. I have. Uh, so the Chiefs have who? They have the Jets this week, and then do we know who they play the, the following week? Give me ten seconds. So, it, so that's what I'm thinking is the the, the cutoff here is next week. 
is I guess yeah I guess it would be after That's, after next. You have not a lot of faith in these guys. I mean, they play the Vikings next week. Yeah, no, I think the, <laughs> at some point she's pulling the ripcord on uh, the Vikings. All right, game. so I'm a lot more optimistic than you guys. Of you how think long it's this true is love? Last. I don't know if it's true love. Yeah. There's going to be an album at some point. Like they have to date long enough for her to get an album out about well, this. Yeah, she's going to so, she's going to knock something out. Of her. <laughs> so I think, but I think like she goes back on tour at the end of October. Like they'll they'll keep talking throughout the tour dates. So I think it'll last past the football season. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll you see. think Taylor's going to break up with him like before the super before the Chiefs oh, go to the Super Bowl? Oh, that's an interesting. What you just said. You think Taylor's going to break up with him? Oh, absolutely. See, oh, see, I don't see this at all. He's going to dump her. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Why? He is the most alpha of alphas. If, she is. We just talked about her. Oh, alpha. I know she's, she's great. She's the top five most recognizable person in the yes, world. Yes. And you that, don't break up with that. Oh, you do, though, because that gives you total clout. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you think that the New Heights podcast will have to stop being in existence if oh, he they, breaks up with her? They will. They, or, or you get broken up. There's, I mean, he could spin this a bunch of different ways. <laughs> There's going to be people like putting words on friendship bracelets, like "F you, Travis," on his doorstep. Your wife's a big Swifty, yes? Uh, pretty big. She's also a big Travis Kelsey fan, so this is like her favorite this thing is, in the whole world. This is Christmas morning to her. This is this to her, and then you know, Allie, our former producer. Of course, this is basically like their love child. This is their favorite thing in the entire world. So Allie side texted me uh, earlier this week and wanted to know. Uh, I don't know. We were talking about it somehow, and she said something. She referred to Taylor as a doctor. A, what doctor? She has a a doctorate degree, is what she does said. She, does she? I, I I said, is it an MD? Is she an MD? If she's an MD, I'll refer to her as a doctor. If she got some honorary degree, I'm not referring to her as a doctor. Doctor Swift. That's so that was <laughs> so. Yes, I know that Ellie is uh, very much into her. My other favorite thing about this week is that the uh, DeAndre DeAndre Swift and Jason Kelsey kept, kept that was getting so set good. side by side. So good. People are like, are these two people dating? So good. <laughs> so, so good. So funny, but. I don't know. It's just week three in the NFL, week four in the NFL, you need some headlines, and it's hilarious. Like, I, I love the whole thing just because it's so damn funny. I'm in for it. I'm here for it. So let's get to some actual football. So the Cowboys, uh, I know you might want to avoid talking about the Cowboys because – Disappointed. Yeah, it was a bad week. I mean, they, they came out, and I asked Chuck on Monday, I'll ask you now, was it a bad day or was it a bad sign for uh, things to come? I think it was a bad – I think it was a bad day. Um, and the reason I think it was a bad day was I know Mark, Michael Parsons had the one sack. Um, he just didn't look into it. They just didn't look into it. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a football reason for that, and that is, you know, I think there's a couple of things. I think, number one, you know, if you're missing three offensive linemen, two of them Hall of Famers, you're, you're, you're going to lose. I mean, Arizona, I think, is better than everybody thinks. However, if they're not, if they're exactly what we thought they were, they're, they're still NFL players. And if you're missing three guys, or, and two of which are going to get gold jackets, you're probably not going to be as effective on offense. And that certainly affects the defense. I mean, that, that's been well documented. I also think this. I think when you go to a stadium, and I had a buddy that was there at the stadium uh, as a fan, 
He, by his estimation, 70, 75% of the stadium was cheering for the Cowboys. And it was started early and it continued late. And they booed them. They booed the Cardinals. They booed the Cardinals in their own gym, their yeah. own arena, when they were introduced. I think that pisses you off, obviously, if you are the home team. And so I think there's a culmination of a lot of things happening. I think the fact that the, you know, Micah Parsons and the rest of the defense kind of comes in. I think there's a hangover, obviously, from Trayvon Diggs. I think there's a bit of that. Um, all of those factors added up to a bad day. Well, we also talked about the Cowboys. You can't go from, Matt, you can't go from, I think they're the best team in the NFL to, wow, they're absolutely awful. No, absolutely not. And that's why I was trying not to overreact on Monday, but you can't, like, we buried the Cardinals when they put Kyler on IR yeah. and they started trading away players. They should be losing. openly tanking. They, they should be losing they to get might, Caleb Williams. They might be openly tanking, but that doesn't not mean well. that they don't have pride. That I mean, well, you can't be worse than the Bears are. So, I mean... They might be tanking, but they still have pride as NFL players. And we buried them all week. Yeah. They were 11-point, 12-point underdogs all week long, like since the outset. And then Trayvon Diggs goes out, and then they shrink to like, I think it was 10.5 is what the line closed at. But nobody gave them a chance in hell to win that game. Yeah. And then they come out, and obviously they're going to put their best foot forward. They did against the Giants the week before. They just couldn't close it out. So the Cardinals, like most NFL teams, have pride, and they're going to try and win, except if you're the Broncos. I mean, they – the people that people that say that it was a bad sign, I'm one of the people that say it's a bad sign just because of the things that I've seen throughout the three weeks, but not because of what happened on on all because of what happened on Sunday. Like Sunday was a bad day for sure, but it showed deeper issues that they have. They can't stop the run at all, even though they have Mozzie now, even though they have Jonathan Hankins now, they can't stop the run because everyone's running directly at Micah Parsons. They can't, uh, or their their DBs are suspect now that Trayvon isn't there. They don't have the depth, I guess. It looks like they're starting to not have the depth. I mean, maybe Deron Bland is going to step up, but I don't know if they're going. To, he's going to step up. I think it was a bad sign and not just a bad day. So, the running at Micah Parsons is an interesting thing because that's not new, right? That's been right, and that, that was their issue last year. That's been the knock at on them, and and the only thing is. When you start looking at all this, and, and you're 100% right, that was an issue, that was an issue, depth is an issue, are they you know, as good without this? All of that's true. But then you start to ask yourself this, or at least I do, because I don't agree with you in the idea that it's a bad sign. I've watched Philadelphia every week. They have a lot of issues. They have a lot of issues that come to play that nobody ever seems to talk about because they're 3-0 and and it just keeps getting glossed over. I think the Niners have some issues, but those also keep getting glossed over. The more you win, the more glossed over you That's do. true. You go back to the game last year, the playoff game, Niners and Cowboys, right? Couldn't stop the run. Didn't seem to matter, though, because they were in the game in the fourth quarter. And that's essentially all you want. My issue has been... What we saw at the end, and that is, do you trust four when the push comes to shove? And they don't, and they shouldn't. Well, he's who you have. <laughs> yeah, he's who you he's have. He's who you have. He's so at you some have, point, you're going to have to. You're going to have to, but like, they put themselves in a position where the defense can't have a bad day. What I find is, what I find is offensively right now, 
And this is different than last year because last year they were number one and everything was rolling. They were number one in the red zone. They were number one in overall offense. I think they were number one in scoring. But the issue is, right this year, it seems like everything is hard. I I said to myself watching that game, man, they can't, they miss, they can't run. Tony Pollard's, he's not big enough. No. They miss Zeke. But when you but that's not true, Matt. When you go back and you look, they ran the ball 35 times for 185 yards. I don't care if 10 guys did it or one guy but did, did they it. Do that 185 in, yards. But did they do that in those situations that they needed it, it to happen? Like did were those in the clutch situations that got them a first down or a touchdown? No, it wasn't because they couldn't score in the red zone. They couldn't run in the red zone. Look, you the can only, run between the, the 20s all The you only want. issue in the the red zone, the only thing that bottom lines is that when he throws a pick, it's over. If he throws a touchdown, then you have life. That's how I look at those games. I, I I think you can go back and look at every single negative play for every team and say, oh, that's an issue, or wow, he's not clutch. I, I They were in a position to make it close despite having three offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen out of the game, and their starting cornerback gone for the year, and that's a hangover. But that shows that the depth on the offensive line is also really, really a question. Nobody has 10 offensive linemen that are good. Yeah, but Tyron Smith, you knew he was going to get hurt, sadly. Like, you know that Tyron Smith's not going to be healthy for a full year because the last three years have shown you that. You know that, like, you're going to have issues up front, and they didn't bring in a Jason Peters like they did last year. They didn't bring in some veteran that can back up the guys that they have. They brought in people who have never played in the NFL before, people who have never taken NFL snaps, which – it's, there's a harsh learning curve going from college or practice sure. to the NFL and NFL games, even when you're playing the Cardinals, who admittedly are not a great football team. They, that's, the, that's the problem. I have two problems, and it's, they're both up front with, with the Cowboys. Their D-line can't stop the run, which is going to be an issue when you play two run-heavy teams that are 3-0, and which is the Eagles and the Niners, who they're going to have to play in two weeks. Well, that's really all that the season's about. I mean – I think if you ask those three teams, hey, what's your season come down to? The Eagles are going to say the two games against the Cowboys and vice versa, and then both will say the Niners game. And, 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 and that's no different. That's always been the case. That's always been the case for the Cowboys when they were good. Who's the best division rival? And then you eyeballed who was the best team, you know, whether it was uh, it, in most cases, you know, certainly in the 90s, it was – it was the Niners, and it was like, I'm going to circle that game in October. Um, all you can hope for is if you're a Cowboys fan that you're three weeks into a new system, essentially, in, in the idea that you have a different guy calling the plays. You have a guy who clearly, clearly does not want his quarterback to go crazy, although he threw it 40 times. Yeah. So I heard this all week, and I heard a lot of it from Colin Cowherd. And I, thought, and I love Colin. I like Colin. Right? But Colin kept pushing this narrative. McCarthy was protecting Dak. McCarthy was protecting Dak. How was he protecting Dak? <laughs> Dak threw it 40 times. That's not protecting Dak. Throwing the ball 20 times is protecting Dak. They, ran, they had the, they, the one thing that I completely agree with you on is stopping the run. If they don't stop the run, then they lose time of possession. They lose all their ability to wreak havoc. They lose their ability to create turnovers, and that is their issue. If their defense isn't going 100 miles an hour, they're not the same football team. 
So getting to the game this week, they're playing another run-heavy team. Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots coming in. Zeke Elliott uh, and the Patriots coming in. How do you see the game going if they can't stop the run against a team that wants to shove the ball right down your throat? Well, first of all, I don't think they're going to play with the same lack of intensity that they did uh, in, in Arizona. So I think that they will, you know, this idea that the Patriots want to commit to the run. Um, who did they play two weeks ago when Matt, uh, Mac Jones looked pretty good, but he dropped back and threw it. I think they were playing the Dolphins. I don't remember. No. They played the Dolphins and the Eagles week one, or week one and two. Eagles week one, Dolphins week Maybe two. Maybe it Jets was week, the Eagles Jets game. Week three. They, th- they threw more than I, than I anticipated, In the, the second more, half, the more yeah. that I thought. And, and I think that if you can – I think that if you're Dallas, you can get you. You want to control the ball. You want to get ahead, and then you want to make him do. You want to make him drop back. I mean, that's 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 the only way to fight your weakness, which is stopping the run. Yeah, and the Patriots aren't a great football team, but they're good enough to take advantage of your weaknesses. And when they're strengths line up with your weaknesses it it makes for an interesting game I mean the Cowboys are still favored by six and a half points this week I think we all expect the Cowboys to win you said it before you expected the Cowboys to maybe lose against the Cardinals I thought that they would lose this week against against the Patriots but like when we were talking about it before the season yeah I figured that there was going to be a trap game before the before the Niners they play the Niners next week in San Francisco it's a huge game that might be for the one seed in the NFC if I mean if the Niners can slip up every now and then but this game I thought was going to be tough just because of it, like styles make fights. And this is going to be a fight that Bill Belichick is going to prey on your weaknesses. Well, you keep saying that you, you use that word weakness and you know, I just, I'll go back to what I think is really the, it's the most interesting storyline. I don't know if it's in football, but it's certainly for Cowboys fans. What is their weakness? Because when you say Belichick's going to latch on and expose their weakness, there is a faction of fans who would say Dak is. Dak is their weakness. He's going to figure out, and that is his area of expertise, he is going to put Dak in uncomfortable positions, things he's going to take away C.D. Lamb. He's going to put Christian Gonzalez right on CD he, Lamb. He's, he's going to take away what you do best and make you go to what you don't do very well at all. And when you look at that, he's going to make Dak make quick decisions. And, and we've seen that doesn't always go very well. <laughs> <laughs> to say it lightly. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I wish they, I, I, I don't feel like we've seen, and I thought Tony Pollard played pretty well the other day. Um, you know, I'd like to see him out in space. I, I think yeah. they need to figure out a way to get him involved um, and, and the ball in his hands where he's not running into a mass of meat. Yeah, I think I think we've kind of, sadly, we've seen that Tony Pollard's more of a thunder and lightning person. Yeah. Someone that needs the thunder instead of instead of just being by yourself. It doesn't seem like he can be that featured back like Derrick Henry that gets the ball. Well, good thing they just gave him ten million dollars and that's it. Well, yeah, just one year. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what do you what do you think of? Because uh, obviously, this the, one of the main storylines here is Zeke coming back to Dallas. Yeah. How do you think Zeke is going to fare in this game? And um, do you think that the Cowboys? I, th- I think Jerry Jones kind of said it earlier this week without 
putting the cat too far out of the bag that they're going to have a, a tribute video and they're probably going to, you know, give him a standing O before the game and all yeah. that stuff. Do you think, what do you think about like that Zeke revenge factor coming into this matchup? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think he'll be, I don't know. I don't know if, I, I don't think there's a negative feeling. I, I think he's, you know, all the comments and things. I mean, sure. Deep down, of course. <laughs> I mean, if you get fired, you, you, you're not loving that company. Um, so I, I think there's an element of that. I, 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 I don't know if he has it though. Like, what do you mean? I mean, they got rid of him for a reason, and we've seen that now for two or three years. And so this idea of oh Zeke's going to come back, this isn't rookie Zeke. Like, okay, come back. Come back and do what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to take the ball from Mac Jones. You're going to run into the line, and you're going to act like you, you know, give it everything you got for two yards. And then you're going to do it again, and then you're going to do it again, and then they're going to punt. Because I saw that for the last three or four years. I, I just – and if you were – if you did manage to get through the line, you don't have the breakaway speed <laughs> anymore. Um, I liked Zeke. I, I I thought you know I loved the pick when it when it happened, but this idea that he is by any stretch like this unbelievably go down in the annals of Dallas Cowboy history is one of the great players in that franchise that that's not true. I think he's going to go down as one of as a great player for the Cowboys, but not a great player in the NFL. You can say that he's great for the Dallas Cowboys. He was great for about two and a half years. I mean, there was so much, there were so many issues with him. There were so many issues with him, off the field issues. I mean, that rookie season, 100%, I agree with you. Greatest thing we'd ever seen, it seemed like. And it was like, wow, this is Emmett only better. Yeah. And then it never, there was no sustained success. I think the fact that he and Dak didn't win. Uh, or get to a Super Bowl two or three years into their career, I think that was the maybe, – maybe that's where where fans like me have soured on him. Well, to um, rebut your point that he's not one of the greatest Cowboys, Jerry Jones apparently on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas said that Zeke will be in consideration for the Ring of Honor. I think he should be – there's guys in the Ring of Honor who aren't – Hall of Fame players. Well, yeah, and he might not be a Hall of Famer in the NFL sense, but I think Ring of Honor for that franchise is for sure. Like, I feel like, feel like Dak's going to be in the Ring of Honor eventually because of how, sure. he's, how he's done. You know, like, Ring of Honor is so much different than By the Hall way, if Zeke goes in before Jimmy Johnson does, my head's going to explode. I, I mean, I explode. need you on, on that day. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Johnson wasn't good enough to be in the Ring of Honor if you're Jerry Jones, I guess. So I mean... Emmett Smith, Tony Dorsett, they're clearly both better than Zeke. Yeah. I'm trying to think after that. I can't I can't think of a I mean, is he better than Marion Barber? I mean yeah, R- for sure. RIP. Yeah, Marian for sure. Barber. Um, uh I, DeMar- I mean DeMarco Murray. I'm just trying to think of the people in my in my He's a little better years. than yeah, I mean he's a little better than DeMarco Murray. Maybe he's a lot better than DeMarco Murray. He's but here's the thing. He's a lot less than Emmett Smith. And I think some Cowboy fans would have them whether it's equal or almost equal. And I just don't see it that way. So you're downplaying the revenge factor. I understand. What about the factor of 
how it's going to play on the game of Will Greer, the former, the former <laughs> there uh, it is. third, fourth round or fourth pick or fourth quarterback on the Cowboys. Now going to the Patriots, yeah. Zeke now on the Patriots and how much intel they give between the two of them on signs, on player tendencies, on I think it anything happens, like that. I think it happens all the time in the NFL. Do you think that'll be a factor? I don't at think all? it's a factor at all. Um, I, I, I think if Dak Prescott throws two picks and they have their starting center and their starting guard out, I think they'll lose. I don't think it has anything to do with signs. Okay. Um, so I can guarantee you, Matt, and you can too. You know Micah Parsons is going to come with a thunder this this week. I would be like surprised if gonna, he doesn't have a sack or two. He will play like his hair is on fire. We 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 can almost he, guarantee that. That's the thing, though. He does every week, and sometimes they have crap performances because they take him out of the yeah. game. That's going to be built. I thought it looked like be... he quit sometimes last week. I thought he was frustrated early on that they weren't – it wasn't going how he wanted, and he just sort of took himself out. That was a problem with him in, at Penn State is that sometimes when they would get down or what, when things would get tough, he would shrink. And Everything that's happened this offseason and last year has shown you that that wasn't true in college, but last week showed you that the, the habits that he has well, you are still, who you are. still rear their ugly heads. Yeah, you are. I mean, and he is great 90-some-odd percent of the time. Yep. It just happened to be. So I, I, I don't think it's signals. I don't think it's revenge. I don't think there's video tributes that are going to inspire – I think it literally boils down to, are those three guys up front going to play? If they're going to play, then, yeah, they're going to win. And if they're not going to play, then Dak's going to have to play flawless. And he didn't play last week flawless. He was 25 of 40 with a pick in the red zone that was unbelievably costly and a bunch of miscues and uh, incompletes in the red zone on other drives. So the, the spread on the game right now is minus six and a half for the Cowboys. First of all, do you think that they win the game right now? The status of the offensive line is, I believe, Biotish and Martin both participated, limited in practice yesterday. Tyron Smith was out yesterday in practice. We don't know Friday's report yet. Yet That's usually the one that's telling. Obviously, we're doing this at 1030 a.m., so we don't know what they're doing in practice today. But given what we know right now, do you think that they win this game? Yes. I think they win this game for, I think they're a better team. I think they're at home. Uh, I think two of those guys will play. I think that's the world of difference. And, and I think subconsciously, deep down, whatever you want to say, I think they have looked at the schedule. Athletes all tell you all the time they don't. Right. But I think they look at the schedule and they say, well, we lost one that we shouldn't have. We got not only just the Niners next, next week, then we have the Chargers after that. So you, that's potentially, that would be four in a row. You're not losing four in a row. No. If you're losing four in a row, then Mike McCarthy's losing his job. They got to win two out of the next three. And I think that this is one of the ones that they'll win, but I don't think it's by very much. I don't think they cover the six and a half. I think they'll probably win by six, three. 
something like that. They're going to win six to three? No, by six or three. Oh, I was like, wow, that is going to be a heck of a game. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one you go to bed early on. <laughs> that, 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 they, they will still have red zone issues if that is true. <laughs> no, Brandon Aubrey has, has shown really well. He's been great. He's been really good. We can let's talk about the kicker. No, he's, been great. he's been he, fantastic. It's uh, they, I he's a great example. They have a lot of great examples of. I hate it when the national media criticizes Jerry Jones as the GM because they think Jerry's the one that's doing the talent evaluating. He's not. This is all Will McClay. Yeah, I mean, he gets it. He get it. He's like any GM. He gets yeah, his recommendations from his scouts, correct. and then he is like the tie-breaking vote. It just shows that you, you're not dialed into what's going on. It's just a narrative that always gets pushed. Well, I think, uh, like we said, I think the Cowboys win this weekend, so that'll be good. Let's get to the Jerome Bettis interview. So, all right, we. Uh, if you don't know who Jerome Bettis is, I mean, you do, but yeah, if you're if you're listening and you don't know who Jerome Bettis is, played for the Steelers for a long time, was drafted by the Rams. He's an NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, one of the best backs of all time. Uh, like I said, he joined me on behalf of AirServe on Wednesday. We recorded an interview, so we'll play that here in a second. AirServe and the bus, they came together to highlight the often overlooked issue of indoor air quality. So Jerome Bettis, who, which you'll hear from, uh, he talks about his personal experience with asthma at the end of the interview and uh, how he's committed to peak athletic performance. So we'll talk football first, then Jerome Bettis will talk about that a little bit. So thanks to the bus and AirServe for making this happen. If you need more info on HVAC systems, head over to AirServe.com. But first, let's hear from the bus. Well, welcome uh, to the bus. I got to ask you, how did you, uh, how did you get the name the bus? Like, where did that come from? Actually, the nickname the bus came from Notre Dame. When I was at Notre Dame, someone in the student body newspaper wrote an article, said that I reminded them of the bus. I don't know if it was me taking people to school or running. I don't know quite what the what the the correlation was, but the student body used to have a chant. Nobody stops the bus. And when I got to Pittsburgh, there was a former stiller, a former um, Notre Dame coach who who ran into me and he yelled, Hey, Bussy. And then the, the announcers for the Steelers heard him call me Bussy. And in the next telecast, that first preseason game, they said, Oh yeah, his nickname is the bus. And then that was it. <laughs> but well, it, it started, started at Notre Dame. Helps that you ran a lot of people over too. So. Yeah. It, it didn't <laughs> hurt that I had black, black and yellow on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, your career goes without speaking. Hall of Fame running back, 13 and a half or 13,500 13, plus yards. I mean, all the accolades in the world, Hall of Famer, uh, Super Bowl champ. I wanted to ask you, what you, with the NFL season right now, full swing, I want to do a little bit of good, bad, and ugly with you. What have you seen? Sure. What's the good so far for this NFL season? Uh, the good is, you know, watching the Miami Dolphins, watching a high-powered offense go and and be that efficient and effective and and fast and and it just incredible. That's the good, amazingly good. As a Broncos fan, I disagree, but no, I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just sorry, kidding. I mean, I'm still I'm not salty still that you beat the uh, beat the Broncos in that 05 championship game. So I'm I'm not salty about that at all. Don't worry. Hey, you you guys came to our place and beat us. <laughs> uh, you remember that. And yeah. You guys going to win a championship. 
I, I remember it. I was hurt. Yeah, I mean that's probably the only reason we won too, because you weren't you weren't there. <laughs> what's yeah, the what's the bad right. so far for you? The bad is is you know looking at a um, dysfunctional Chicago Bear team uh, kind of implode from the inside out and um, just you make matters worse. You know things getting stolen from the organization. Out of, I mean just just things just from bad to worse, and I think that's as bad as it gets. And then how about the ugly? I mean, there hasn't been a lot of too many ugly things, but what about what about for you this season? The ugly was was what the how the Steelers got punched in the mouth week one. Um, it was just ugly, and now you've seen them rebound and and play much better. But um, it was a very ugly moment, if you will, for for Steeler Nation to see that. I wanted to ask you. Obviously, we're here in San Antonio. We're smack dab in the middle of Cowboys country. They basically have a machine, a hype machine that just runs around them at all times. I mean, everybody, if you want clicks, you just talk about the Cowboys, it seems like. Why do you think that is as someone who's seen it, lived it, and and played against them so many years? Well, I, I think it's like that because um, the Cowboys, they have not had the success uh, in in you know, the last 30 years but people celebrate them as if they have. So then you have people who, who don't like them and that, that acknowledge that, Hey man, you guys haven't won a thing. And then you have the fans that are diehard fans are saying, yeah, but we're the Dallas Cowboys. So you've got this, this, you know, this energy that goes back and forth. Uh, And if they could ever win, then it would go haywire, but um, they haven't been able to, and I think that's that's part of what makes this so such a uh, a lightning rod conversation. So I got to ask you um, this week: the Cowboys playing the Patriots. Patriots obviously have Zeke Elliott now. What is? How do you uh, players kind of get motivation from that? Do they, or is it like you want to get revenge on your old team that might have dropped you? How does an NFL player think about that? Absolutely. So I got traded uh, from the Rams to the Steelers. And and that first year we played the Rams in Pittsburgh and I was, I was at a 10 uh, in terms of wanting to, to get that revenge, get that payback, wanting to show that team that, you know what, I still have a lot left in the tank. You made a mistake by, by getting rid of me. So that's, that's what you better believe. That's what on Ezekiel Elliott's mind that he wants to show uh, the Cowboys that I still have a lot of tread left. I'm still a quality football player and I want you guys to pay for getting rid of me. You think the Rams regretted trading you after that? I, you know what? I, I, that's <laughs> a good question. I, I don't know. I think, you know, they went on a couple of years later, they get, you know, that led them to end up getting Marshall Falk down the road and then uh, winning the championship. So it was, you know, I, I don't know if they regret it, but um, it wasn't a um, one of their best trades. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, you guys both got Super Bowls out of the deal. So I think it worked out a little bit both ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It definitely worked out both ways. But uh, when you just look at, you know, the best trades, they weren't, uh, they weren't on the winning side of that. Uh, one more thing about the, uh, uh, the Cowboys kind of Zeke Elliott and their now backup Will Greer also on the Patriots. How much Intel do teams or can teams kind of get from that uh, when it comes to like hand signals or anything that those two guys might be able to give the Patriots as Intel on the Cowboys? 
Yeah, you know, maybe not much because all those things change and you can change all those things. But what what he can give intel on is the psyche of players and what he likes to do. What what is it, what is the quarterback's cadence like? Um, what because those things really don't change because if you're a quarterback and if you like to say blue go or if you like to say hut hut, whatever it is that you like to do is what you like to do, and so as a result of that. If I've been with you for five, six, seven years, I know exactly what you like to do and how you do it. So those are some small things that that somebody can come in and give some intel about uh, certain positions or a cornerback or a wide receiver. He likes to do this or he likes to do that. So you get an idea or talk about the offensive lineman. He likes to reach block, but he's not good at at under the underblock. So certain things you can kind of tell players about individually better than you can collectively as a team. I've only got you for a couple more minutes here. I wanted to ask one more question before we get to uh, AirServe, which you are uh, here to talk about, really. So I wanted to ask about the status of of running backs here in the NFL as a Hall of Fame running back. What is your take on it, and how does that kind of make you look at your position that you were one of the ones that took into the next generation? Well, in my era, we had what you call a feature back, right? A guy who could do it all. And then because you had three or four running backs every year, that was a free feature back that had, you know, a lot of experience was what could do everything that you wanted him to do. Um, but now when you look in the draft, you maybe have one guy a year if you're lucky because the colleges don't run the football like they used to do uh, that would prepare you for the NFL game. So now you only got about six or seven teams that run the football from a professional standpoint. And and if you don't get them from those schools, then you don't have that luxury. And so I think that's basically what it's boiled down to, not having the access to that many running backs. And as a result, you can't find them when you get to the NFL. And last one for you. Um, Your career nearly ended before it started in high school, and now you're partnering uh, and working with AirServe to help in-store indoor air quality equipment. Can you tell us a little bit why you're doing that and what happened to you and, and what the point of that is? Yeah, at 14 years old, I went out to play football and 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 passed out on the field, was rushed to the hospital, and, and now I was diagnosed with having asthma. And at that point, I thought my football career was, was over, done with. But mom and dad and, and the doctors, they reassured me that as long as I was was diligent about the environment, about taking the medicines that I was supposed to take, then I could uh, play football. I could manage the asthma and play. And as a result, I, I, I went on and played. But at that moment, I understood the importance of, uh, you know, the, the air uh, that you breathe, right? And making sure that your air quality is sufficient and and that's been a mission of mine ever since and 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 that's kind of what led me to this relationship with uh, AirServe, a neighborly company, they understand and they get air quality as well. So it just made for a, a perfect union for us to be able to talk about uh, indoor air quality, the systems that are available for everyone and letting people know that your air quality can be much better in your own home if you take some necessary steps to do that. And if people want to find out more about that, all they have to do is go to AirServe dot com slash the bus and and learn about the options that are available for air quality 
the bus, Jerome Bettis, one of the greatest of all time. Thank you so much for the time today. I hope you have a have a great day, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. So Jerome said uh, that he expects Zeke to have a huge game, and mm. so he so he disagrees with you. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> what does what does he know about football? He doesn't know. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> like I said, sorry for bringing a Pittsburgh Steeler into Cowboys country, but if you get the chance to interview a Hall of Famer, you take it every, tam- Dude, every time. Dude, I don't know, man. I, I mean, peak bus, peak Jerome Bettis. I don't know if there was a bigger, uh, faster guy, and like. Is he the – he was one of the first big guys in college to wear the single digit. I think he wore six. Did he? I think so. At Notre Dame, you wore six? I think he wore six at Notre Dame. Huh. All I know is he was – he terrorized teams. Yeah, it was a great story about how – I mean, he tells a story about how he get how he got called the bus and all that stuff. So, I mean, it was great great to hear from him yeah. there and – uh he will. Uh, he he's the one that started talking about how Zeke and Will Greer will give tendencies. So I'm ah, just saying. Well, he, um, again, he knows more than I do. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to the bus and AirServe for making that happen. Like I said before, go over to AirServe.com to check out some H- HVAC systems and uh, check on your indoor air quality if you need to. So we aren't going to get into Longhorns and, or UTSA today or the Aggies. Longhorns playing Kansas this weekend. They're 16 and a half point favorites. I think I'm pretty sure they're going to roll there. The Aggies out Connor Wegman now. Yeah. So there he's out for the season and uh, the Aggies season probably goes out the door with him. Uh, I mean, they'll probably still win some games, but they got uh, Arkansas this week. They're still five point favorites because Arkansas sucks, but they play Texas or they play uh uh, Alabama next week, and so the, their probably... problem is they have Alabama, and then they have Ole Miss, Tennessee, and LSU all on the road. Yeah, and you don't want Connor Wegman to be out for any of those games, and obviously he's out for all of them. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for the Aggies now. And now, which sucks really for the Aggies is that now Jimbo has an excuse to be like, "Look, my quarterback was out. That's why we sucked this season. I'm sorry." So real quickly, I know we're over time, but I made this point, and and I'll I'll. I'll share with you. I made this point on the show that we do after Sports Sunday with Don and Richard Oliver. And, and and they seem to find it interesting. I was just like, well, I don't know. When you watch college football on Saturdays, right, and they preview games that are coming up mm-hmm. or they show promos with all of the different teams, the SEC, when they show all the teams, right, they show all the top 20 teams, top 10 teams, they always show a player or a coach. Mm-hmm. Always. They always do. When they show the Aggies, when they talk about the Aggies, they show their fans. I think it's fitting that they don't have a marquee signature player or a coach that they show to be like, that's what we hang our hat on. They hang their hat on being the 12th man. That's interesting. I didn't notice that. I think they're fantastic. The 12th man is unbelievable. It's a great home field advantage. They're going to need a player to take over. They're, they're going to need a lot of home field advantage. They're going to need a lot of 12 mans. <laughs> they might need a 13th or a 14th. Yeah, yes. <laughs> all right, so that's all we got for you today here on the Sneakers to Cleats podcast. It's going to be a heck of a weekend for Texas sports teams. We've got the AL West race that's coming down to the wire, so we'll be paying close attention to that. Ryder Cup this weekend as well. Big fan of the Ryder Cup. Go USA. Go USA, even though they got trashed this morning in the early foursomes. So um, remember to to uh, get your, this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We'll be back on Monday with all the happenings from the weekend. I think it's just going to be Chuck and I because we got Spurs Media Day on Monday. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of things happening on Monday, so we'll get all that for you. So we'll see you Monday here on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. Have a good weekend, and go Devils. Look around. 
You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.